0: Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales? Scale the business? Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business. Struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneur's Growth Club podcast. Hello everybody, I am so excited because I've got Leona Burton with me today. Hello Leona. Hello, thank you for having me. I, I do feel slightly like I'm in the midst of a celebrity.
1: Oh my gosh, please don't. We were just having a conversation before we went on air, Charlie, about the fact put my hair in day is so <laughs> over. <that's- laughs> if anybody
0: is listening to this and they don't know who you are, I mean, where the heck have they been? But
1: just give them a little intro. Um. So I'm the owner. I'm founder of a company called Mib International and we support female entrepreneurs all around the world. I'm a mum of five. I'm currently in Mexico. I had to look out the window then to see where I was. Um, I'm a homeschooler. I have been homeschooling for three years. I'm a little bit crazy. I love to support female entrepreneurs and I love to, you know, give people a voice. That's really important to me. Talk to me about five kids is
0: that you homeschool.
1: Um. So full disclosure, I actually don't homeschool my eldest anymore. He's back in the UK working, which is just, I'm like, hello, hang on a minute. Am I old enough? Like, yeah, when, when did this happen? Um, so he's gonna be 17 in May, although he's like 16 going on 45. Um, and just bought his first car, which has completely freaked me out. So that's my eldest, and the other four, yeah, I homeschool the other four, but the, the two the two middle teenagers, they have their own businesses too. So it's like a house full of crazy entrepreneurs, which can be it's a little bit like the Kardashians at times I'm not even gonna lie it's like we should have a film crew uh, but that would drive my husband up the wall so yeah so it's, it's an interesting house and then obviously I have Ellis and Olana who are four and seven so they're pretty cool like this morning's lesson was snorkeling I mean I can cope with that you know so it's all good I, I love it it's a bit crazy but it's great fun is your husband an entrepreneur as well Um, So no, actually, my husband's very like, he likes nine to five. He knows, he likes to know what to do. Before um, my previous company, he was actually an, uh, I was going to say an electronic. He definitely wasn't an electronic. He was an electrician. He was an electrician. um, He worked as an electrician for quite a long time. And then he became very poorly. He had um, a burst bowel. Um, which left him very poorly ended up with sepsis and a uh, colostomy bag for a couple of years so he was very poorly so I kind of retired my husband from work for a little while because obviously he was he's an ex rugby player he was semi-professional. He'd kind of, you know, even though he's 10 months younger than me, I tell him, you know, you're at least 54 at this point. And he just battered his body to pieces. But actually, quite recently he started to work for me. He's very good with finances and I'm not so much. So he um he takes care of all of the finances and looks after all of the books and does payroll and it's great because I don't have to do it, which is fabulous. So now he works for me, much to his dismay, I'm sure, pretty much all the time. Um, but we've we've got some other projects going on that we're working together with and actually we've got a new project that we're working on on something with our son so yeah he's he is he's um creating an entrepreneur I love that so not only do you inspire
0: all these amazing women all over the world you also like
1: inspire your own family well, I'm hoping that they can retire me. Quite frankly, one day that's, that's the goal. I'm like, I actually said to my son the other day, Kai, I'm 35. I feel like I've got a good five years left in me. Then I'm ready for you to retire me. So get your butt at the table and do your work. And he was like, "Mum, it's okay. I've got this." But no, I um, I think it's super important, especially because you know, with homeschooling, for me, it's about teaching them as much you know abc123 as life skills i mean my daughter came to me yesterday with something a singapore bar chart I, i i don't even know what it was right and i was like what even is that you know that doesn't make any sense to me i have no understanding of what that is and i've never used one as an adult and i'm pretty sure i never used one ever so sometimes i just think some of the education i'm like, what? what's the point in this um so I am very hands-on with my kids whereas I'm like you know you let's you utilize your strengths my daughter's extremely good at makeup so now she has a makeup business and my son's very uh creative so he does a lot of social media stuff and he does a lot of creating videos and all of that kind of bump so yeah I think it's it's you know it's it was a challenge for the first year and I'm, it's still an ongoing challenge but I kind of I'm figuring out
0: yeah I mean my little so my little boy's about to start school I've only got the one but he's about to start school in September and it is sometimes I feel like the education system tries to create one certain type of individual that isn't an entrepreneur (laughs) it's like the opposite of an entrepreneur so I can see from that point of view the homeschooling thing is amazing
1: it's bizarre because having five children who are all completely different, actually the schooling system really is only beneficial for one out of the five. And so it it kind of blows my mind that one in five of my children actually would benefit from being in school. The rest are and not really a school, a school type. And I get it. I, I you know, I was very good in school for, for a period of time when I was a teenager, not so much, but, you know, leading up until when I was 13, 14, straight A student, head down focus, two and a half years ahead. Problem was I was two and a half years ahead. So I didn't fit into the school mold because, I did, but I did. I ticked all the boxes, but I ticked too many boxes. And I remember they didn't actually know what to do with me. And my second son, he was very much like me. He'd do all his work and they, they actually pulled me in and they said, we have no further work for him. And I was like, well, <laughs> go find some. And they were like, well, we've requested it from the local secondary school, but they haven't yet given it to us. And I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. So you're telling me now my son's just going to sit there and do nothing because you don't have the work for him? yeah no um and also my eldest son he's autistic so he was behind because he's autistic and dyslexic so he was behind my other son was ahead and yeah it was just it, it wouldn't it wasn't a fit for them um so i made the crazy decision to homeschool before it was you know a thing um <laughs> before it was trendy yeah before it was trendy um yeah but homeschooling in, in reality is very different to what everybody else has been doing recently so yeah so your
0: your sort of journey to this point and you're mm-hmm. saying you were two two and a half years ahead and you know you were heads down how how early on do you think you realize that you had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit and and how much did your parents nurture that because obviously you're nurturing <laughs> that in your children but yeah talk to me about that.
1: Okay so I was brought up by a single dad from the age of one and I didn't I, I don't recall having a relationship with my mum at all growing up so I was probably about Five or six when I stopped like occasional contact with my mum, as far as I, I can really remember. And my dad was always entrepreneurial. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, they're either performers and at a high level, um, Hollywood level performing, or they're entrepreneurial. Literally, I don't know anybody in my family that isn't entrepreneurial, so I think it's definitely ingrained from me from young. And I remember the first really the first memory of kind of being shoved into entrepreneur life was I wanted to go to Alton Towers and I must have been about 13 my dad had a really young girlfriend she was about 21 at this point point. and I, I you know I really wanted to like her but I couldn't like it because I was 13 and I thought I knew better than everybody else and I really wanted to go to Alton Towers and my dad said to me you can only go if you earn the money and like it was about, I don't know, £50, pounds. but £50 pounds when you're 13, 14 is quite a lot of money to earn, especially, you know, without technology that we have nowadays. So I remember making these friendship bracelets that then I sold for like 2 or £3. Pounds. And I literally would go into my dad's office where he works and I'd sell them to all of the people in there. And like my, I wrote to my nans in and, you know, just I flogged them to everybody. And of course I went to this trip to Alton Towers. And I, and I hated my dad at the time for making me do that I was like why don't you just be like every other parent and pay for me to go to Alton Towers that would make sense and he said to me the other day when we were having a conversation he was like do you remember your Alton Towers thing and I was like yes I do I hated you at the time and he was like now do you see why I got you to do that and I'm like yeah absolutely I do the same thing with my kids they probably hate me but it's, it's getting them to understand the importance of working for your money and actually things don't just land on your lap. So I think that's where my entrepreneurial journey began. And what was really interesting is when I decided to go to college, when I had my first son at 18, I actually went and did hairdressing. And and I was like, I don't know why I did hairdressing. I wanted to be a performer, but I felt like I needed to do something that would earn me money, right? And I, I then dabbled in bit. I hated hairdressing, <sighs> awful. And then I went and did business and I was like, I'm never owning a business. That sucks, that is so boring. Like, why would anybody do that? Like, all you do is sit around and talk about really, really boring terms. And, you know, no, I will never do that. So actually I laid a, a kind of, Went into performing. and I had no intention of being an entrepreneur at all or owning a business. I wanted to perform. I wanted to do West End, and that's what my focus was. I ended up with three children by the time I was twenty-one. Now, anybody that knows anything about West End, it's not the most child-friendly of places, nor is it the most curvy woman-friendly of places, right? It just isn't. So, I remember, um, I did three and a half years performing arts, almost four years, I came out, you know, triple distinctions, the whole way, like the whole bump, A stars and everything, like just, I I just blew through my performing arts stuff. But I soon realised that I wasn't going to West End because I couldn't take my three children. So that was complex. Um, and then I started in television. And actually, I think being in television helps me find my wheeler dealer. I, if it helped me find my you know, my networker, it helped me find my entrepreneurial spirit again, and I really, I loved, you know, I spent seven, eight years on and off doing bits of television work, and that's when I started to really find my inner entrepreneur. I'd kind of dabbled in with, like, you know, Avon and Ansemers. in fact, I was very good at Ansumers, like, extremely good, um, just because I like to have a good time I would just show all my ladies a really good time and they would to pay lots of money it was it was just great fun so I suppose I've always been entrepreneurial I just didn't realize that that's what it is because I kind of I was a little bit rebellious and I was like dad please don't let me I know what I'm doing I've got this stuff down and he was like you're making some really poor entrepreneurial decisions I was like what do you know about business like please um I did regret that afterwards <laughs> um and then I had a series of businesses afterwards after I left tele- television, some good, some absolutely awful, um, made horrendous mistakes and then learned a lot. And I think that, you know, that experience led me to kind of, I love the hustle. I do. I'm not even going to lie. I absolutely, I think, you know, there is a difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur 100%. You've got to love the hustle if you're an entrepreneur.
0: I love the you
1: hustle. You own a business yeah like you you've you've got to like that that thrive of oh am I gonna pay the bills this month this is real good fun (laughs) um and yeah I mean it's like it's it's an adrenaline it's the adrenaline rush that you get from it and so it's kind of scary and exciting at the same time you know I totally agree
0: yeah, I love that. I always say to people, if you don't love the hustle, you need to fall in love with it because you'll be doing the hustle for longer than you're doing the like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love this 100%. business type Yes. I've actually oh spoken to your dad. I spoke to him on the phone. <laughs> he basically rang me up to talk about scene
1: and my video. Oh my gosh, he's the nicest guy ever he is although he's like he's a proper he like he t- is he's very serious when it comes to business so you know he has an impression that that he's quite scary I used to say when it, you know when I was young he's like Robert De Niro from Meet the Fuckers like he he is like you know he's straight shooting he's a guy and I think that's where I get my straight shooting from I was bought up by a guy who's very very masculine so it's like yeah you know, there's not, there's much more masculine energy in, in me than there is feminine, so yeah, it's, you know, I do definitely get my, don't cut any BS nonsense from my dad.
0: Yeah, I can see that now, actually, because the thing that I absolutely hate is, sometimes with women, you find that they are just standing in their own way, and often when I work with people, I just think if you could just get past that and it and it that is for me the difference between men
1: and women you know men are just like 100% and what's really strange is actually before uh, you know I created this community and you know this has been evolving over the last few years actually I really really wasn't that keen on women like honestly I had I, you know I had more friends that were guys than I did women because they were just like straight to the point women seem to funny around and like go around the houses and they weren't direct or they were like nee, 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 nee. and I think god women are horrible like they really are they're horrible to each other and and I think that definitely was impacted by the fact that I didn't have a you know a massive female influence growing up I just saw a lot of guys doing business. That's what I saw, you know, in and out of my house were guys doing business and there was a lot of guy talk. And so, you know, I started to get involved with girls and I thought, no, you, I just don't particularly like females. Um, But actually then creating the community, what I realised is, yes, of course there are women out there like that. And I do think that women, we were a little bit more, I think we've been, I think we've been conditioned by the media, unfortunately, to be that way, whereas we have to compete against each other. And it's like, we can't possibly like women because that means that they may steal our husbands or, you know, any of that nonsense. And actually, it's just BS. Like most of the women, you know, that I come across are really, really lovely. And, you know, it's just it's an impression that we have of women, I think. Um, and I think we've, we've maybe felt like we have to put up a brick wall because of, you know, the external influences. But I think women are definitely finding their own voice. And I think that's helped. That's helped kind of break down the barriers that we'd we'd built as, as a kind of a society for women. So it's it's been interesting. It's been an interesting few years for me because I actually really like women. And why... <laughs>
0: Why did you decide to create this business? Why do you think networking is so
1: important? And what sort of prompted you to do it in the first place? So I just felt so I I was still in that place where I was like women suck like I was going to networking events I was always talking to the guys my mentors were men. You know, I wasn't really drawn to speaking to any of the women. It was always about what handbag you had and you know, if you looked fabulous. And I was like, look, at this point I got three kids, I'm exhausted, my son's autistic, I'm going through a journey with him. And I, you know, I didn't really like the networking meetings I was going to. I felt like women were very judgy. And if you didn't have what it is they, you know. If you had what they wanted, they were mad about it. And if you didn't have the thing to fit in, then they were mad about it. Like I was like, nah. So basically we created a community because we wanted to, it was quite selfish in the beginning. It was very much like, actually we want to find people that are like us. And that was kind of, regular people that weren't faking it till you make it were definitely not drinking mojitos for breakfast and weren't living their life on a beach and what's really interesting is now I live most of my <laughs> life near a beach and but I really do work very very hard and so I wanted to find people that were like me and were the kind of growing businesses but were struggling too like not just struggling financially but also struggling with just managing the day-to-day because the day-to-day always looked really shiny on social media at that point you're talking four years ago and still four years ago it was very oh here I am on the beach working four hours a week and I'm like that's not my reality I've worked four hours before everyone got up this morning so that that was the kind of initial it was it was more selfish than kind of providing a safe and supportive environment for everybody else it was like I needed to find my tribe of people that I could I could connect with them you know what I realized was there were a whole lot of people out there that felt exactly the same way as as I did so that was the reason behind it and now you know, to be able to facilitate those conversations and allow women to know that, you know what, we all have bad days and we all haven't brushed our hair for a couple of days at a time. We may have washed it, but we haven't brushed it or you know, it's it's not about the, the external all the time and kind of what clothes you're wearing and what you're driving good for you, like if you've got a five grand handbag, knock yourself out I'm all for it, I'll be your biggest cheerleader but it's not the be all and end all of fitting into kind of the the situation so that's that for me was really important
0: and everybody who I speak to who is a part of MIB um they're just the loveliest people ever like Heather and Vicky and Sharon and you and I've been like um a speaker at so many MIB events I mean I, I used to go to my local MIB event before I even knew you know that I just knew my local leader um but now the whole Zoom thing and the lockdown. I've, I've spoken at loads of events. I absolutely love it. Um, h- how have you created that? How have you created this team of amazing leaders? And how have you done that? Especially seen as you're in America and, and they're in the
1: UK or all over the world, I guess. <laughs> I think um, you've got to lead from the front. And that's what the, imp- the, the important part here is to kind of remember your core values and it's so easy I think it's hard when you when your platform and your visibility and all of you know the stuff is raised actually to remember what the the core values of your your mission is and I think to effectively communicate that with your team is important so you'll have seen that you know the change in dynamic over the last seven months and actually the reason why we stepped from one to another so successfully is because of my relationship with the organization and, and my followers and I think that's that is the missing component with a with a lot of with a lot of leaders and with a lot of organizations, they, they, you know, there is an element of you are the boss and unfortunately you do have to be the boss sometimes. However, if you don't lead by example, then people are going to wander very quickly. And and that for me is what keeps us really, really focused as an organization is I don't tend to tolerate any BS uh, from anybody within the communities we don't we we're kind of very firm on of course you're entitled to your own beliefs but also you've got to be respectful of other peoples and that has kept kept our community the majority of time safe um and it's what's kept our team together and and strong um is that commonality and the common ground of you know we're here to empower female entrepreneurs and that's that's our main focus
0: and so you sort of touched upon there you know you went through a change of of dynamic um Mm -hmm. and if you don't mind I'd just like to talk about that a little bit because Mm -hmm. um you know we all go through difficult times in our business don't we and I think Mm -hmm. everybody who's listening to this can probably resonate with that but now looking back on that time do you think that actually everything happens for a reason and
1: 100 percent I mean, 100%. And and the thing is, when, you know, when that situation occurs, it felt like the worst thing. Like I've never I've been with my husband for nearly 20 years. I've never been through a divorce or, you know, a breakup like that or anything. So I was like, this is devastating. And I was truly devastated. And anybody that watched my stuff and, you know, kind of connected with me over that period of time, they knew how devastated I was. That wasn't pretend. That wasn't like Leona turn on the tears for media. It was like I was 100 percent devastated. But I, I mean, I was, I'm so fortunate that I were surrounded by the most supportive, amazing people in that journey. That were like, right, you've cried now for three days straight, girl. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Let's get back in the saddle. So yes, we all go through things, but I 100% believe that you go through them for a reason. And my goodness, have we grown? And I don't, I don't mean financially grown because actually, I, I'm effectively a startup again, which is very weird because, like, you know, we'd got our business to. A, a pretty substantial place um but I think you know it taught me a lot of lessons <clears throat> it also gave me the room to grow as a person and I do believe that I grew like 20 foot through that journey it taught me it taught me to have compassion it taught me to have although I'd had compassion before taught me more compassion it taught me um to be patient and it taught me that things are going to happen and actually you can't predict everything and to be you know I threw my everything into our business literally my whole soul was in that business I never looked sideways I never thought oh well I need to build my following outside of this or I need to you know make sure that you know I'm covered I just trusted everything and actually you there are certain things in business that you have zero control over you know if you've built your whole business on Facebook and then all of a sudden your 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 profile gets taken down or your page or your group or whatever you have you have zero zero right to those things and so that's what it taught me it taught me Leona make sure you don't put all your eggs in one basket make sure that you're educated And yeah, I I think, you know, we all go through things and sometimes most of the time they're for the greater good. So, you know, yeah, I'm a big believer in that.
0: Were there any moments, though, where you thought about giving up?
1: 100%. I mean, you know, when you, you know, I worked for three and a half years for that business and I left with my computer (laughs) and, you know you talk you think we were doing almost fifty thousand pounds a month turnover a month right at that point and and I walked away with nothing but my own self and the support of the people around me and I thought oh my goodness like What on earth am I going to do financially? What am I going to do spiritually? How am I going to cope mentally? And lots of people around me said, just go and mentor. Like you you can do a couple of hundred grand a year. Mentoring is easy. You just need a VA. Like there's no worrying about this whole team and you can just pick up where you left off. And I was like, but that wasn't my mission. That wasn't my mission. And my, you know, my mission is so clear And my mission is so important to me that it kind of was the very thing that pulled me back into line. So, yeah, I mean, I did. I was, you know, I was at rock bottom at that point. And I thought, I hate the internet. I hate social media. I don't want to ever see anybody ever again. There was a level of, you know, there was huge embarrassment around it. And, you know, there we are championing female entrepreneurs and saying we're going to be supportive. And then the whole thing turns out to be, you know the whole situation became very unsupportive and so you know there was it was hard it was very very hard I felt like my reputation was on the line 100% and all I could do was remind myself just to kind of go inward and really really focus on what it is I came here to do and I think being open and honest with my audience really really helped um You know, I've had a couple of people say that, you know, that should have been done behind closed doors. But there was no way that that was being done behind closed doors. There was, you know, you couldn't just all of a sudden disappear and expect people not to notice that you've gone. So I'm glad that I did it how I did it. And I'm glad that I had the conversation so openly and honestly with my followers. And it, it led to, to, to amazing things.
0: I think as well, like having gone on that journey with you people feel like feel like you're a real person because Mm -hmm. you know you can if if someone's having a hard time you can be like well I've been there I've walked through hard times I know what what that's like and that gives people like hope and inspires people that they can do that that in their way even if their problem is only tiny compared to yours or maybe (laughs) theirs is even bigger than yours was but wherever it is they've seen you walk Mm. through difficult times as a leader and if they have to walk through difficult times it'll probably be easier because of that
1: Mm -hmm. 100% and I think um, it gives you a deeper level of connection with your audience because they can see that you know actually life isn't always easy and I think that's the difficulty is people look to influencers they look to (coughs) celebrities they look to you know whatever like whoever some gurus and they think oh it's easy for them and they've got this and you know life just looks fabulous and it's honestly it's I know those people I've worked with those people I have worked with celebrities till they came out of my ears in television they they have real problems yeah everyone does so you've mentioned a few times about your mission and
0: sticking to your mission and following that through mm-hmm. so what what is that I'd love to know
1: I want to support female entrepreneurs from every corner of the world over the next few years my my mission is to impact 10 million people over the next couple of years and really you know the, in, in that it's not just about direct impact it's about you know those women going home and being able to impact their families and those families impacting other people and I think what we tend to forget is there is a ripple effect here and you know you impacts one person who impacts two who then goes and impacts two who impacts two you know we can change the world and I think people I remember in the very beginning <clears throat> people say to me you know what's your vision and I say I, I want to be I want to be the British version of Oprah and people were like oh gosh like really and I was like yeah you watch me and I have a, a mission and a vision to support lots of families in many different ways around the world and that that really is the very thing that keeps me going.
0: I love that and if someone's listening because I have um listeners who are every step of the way as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. if there was someone who's just coming into this what would you say about you know why people should network and and why that is really important to you and what you think that will bring their business
1: 100% networking is the most important thing you can do in your business to grow your business 100% because the thing is is yes you can have mentors yes you can have great training yes you can do all of the things you read good books and da 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 but if you don't have a support network around you and if you're not actively growing your following if you're not actively growing your community if you're not actively growing your visibility then you're going to struggle for business. You can have the best mentor, but if you don't have visibility, you can have the best mentor. But if you're not having the conversations, you can have the best mentor. But if you're not having those connections, then there is no business. So for me, networking is... Is is a fundamental, and I think people are really, really afraid of it because of you know the traditionals, and you know feeling like they're not good enough when they walk through the door, or you know people are going to judge them, and you know just in case they don't know their thirty second elevator pitch. Goodness sake, I mean that would be dreadful. So or they haven't they've run out of business cards. <laughs> And for me, it's quite antiquated. It's a very antiquated way of doing business. So it's more for me, networking is connection. So I work on all the time, building my connections. I'm here in Mexico at the minute, and I must have probably connected with 10 people in my community. And it's not, for any, there's nothing in particular that I'm, I'm in it for. It just is to build on my conversations. And actually two of them are top networking leaders in their, organis- in their network marketing organisations globally. Um, they just so happen to be living about half a mile away. So, you know, you never know where those conversations and those connections are going to take you. And it may be that they don't convert to sales at all, but they are converting to you know, being great content on your newsfeed and they motivate you to go and do something or, you know, they connect you with somebody who connects you with somebody who connects you with somebody. You just don't know. So that ripple effect again, isn't it? You know,
0: it's- 100%. someone talks about you like maybe I won't do business with that person but I know someone who would love to do business with that person and I'm like the person who brings them together so and I have to say I had only been to MIB events until quite recently and somebody invited me to a different networking event um and I was quite shocked (laughs) to be quite honest how formal it was like the pressure and you know I'm quite a confident sort of a gal but I was like my heart was racing before I had to do my elevator pitch I was thinking oh my goodness and they had like a clock countdown to how long you could do your pitch for and I just thought oh, this is complete opposite of, of what it's like at MIB. It's so friendly, so lovely. And I always go into those meetings and I don't think like, oh, I wonder who I can sell to. I just want to chat to people and find out more about people and and just have that connection with other
1: small business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And I've been to those meetings and they are terrifying. They're absolutely terrifying. Was- terrified I'm a trained actress I'm trained in presenting and they terrified me so I get it you know and those people those meetings are right for some people they're just not right for the majority of my followers and I think that's the thing is is giving them an option And the fact that we're child friendly, you don't need to worry about, you know, when we're in person, people used to bring their children. However, majority of people don't actually bring their children. But having the option to bring their children, for me, was really, really helpful for our women because they were feeling the pressure of, you know, having to having to, you know, choose between do they do they bring their child, do they leave their child with somebody or you know do they they not have childcare and they can't go and network. And I remember I was dragged to all kinds of meetings with my dad when I was young. And I used to have the best times I would you know make potions with the coffee pots and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's good for kids. I took mine last year I did a tour around the UK where I did I did at least one event a day in person and i took my kids to as many as i could and they absolutely loved it they met so many people they got talking to other people's kids you know they they learned lots of things and they had lots of opportunities and i think it's a great opportunity for for both mums and kids so i think it's um i think it's it's definitely we've i think we have a good balance between mum coffee mornings which attempt you know sit around and chat about EastEnders or whatever and you know and things that are more much more structured like very very corporate high-end networking events which you feel petrified about we seem to have a good balance in the middle and that for me is like a perfect a perfect feel so yeah I love them if and and that's the thing I go to events sometimes and I go in with the would I want to be here as a was would I want to be here as a female entrepreneur? And if I wouldn't want to be here, then there's an issue. And it's very, 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 very rare that I find one of our meetings like that. So we're, we, we're, we're good. We have a really good team.
0: When are you coming back to the UK? Because I feel like I need to... You need to do a tour and I need to come with you on the tour. I'm just <laughs> like, <a> with Stalker.
1: <laughs> I know. Somebody was like, somebody offered to be my fudge squad the other day. She was like, I won't be your glam squad. I'm going to come bring you fudge at every one of your events. And I was like, yes, that That's sounds it. perfect. <laughs> um, So I don't know. I mean, with COVID, it's a little bit different, difficult to plan out. I was due to come back now, but I was like, Mexico or the There's UK. UK. <laughs> and <laughs> Mexico definitely had my name on it so it just depends with Covid I'm going to be semi-reactive I think at the moment with what's going on um people are asking me to do a tour but we tend to pull in quite big numbers and even when we go back to face to face for a while it's not it's it's going to be like six to ten and we were doing 70 to 100 at some of our events so it's going to be, I think it'd be a while if I'm being honest. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I agree. Let's just talk quickly because I know mm-hmm. I've spoken to you on Clubhouse and I I am loving it for the most part. What's your take on Clubhouse? Because that is like networking en
1: masse these days. Isn't it? <laughs> I, think, I think Clubhouse is amazing. I do. I think it's a great opportunity for people to network. I do... <sighs> I do think there's a lot of ego in Clubhouse. And I, like, I've been in some rooms and I thought, oh my goodness, get me out of there right now. And this whole, like, you can't come on stage before you follow all of the speakers. And, you know, it's it's like so egocentric, unfortunately, a lot of the time. And for me, it's like, it's a great platform when right, and And actually I've seen some people grow their following very, very quickly, but then they're spending... 18 hours a day on it and they've got multiple devices and I'm like yeah I mean so it's a great platform if you don't get caught up in the who's going to have the most followers who's going to spend the most time in different rooms and you know it's just I I, I don't call myself a coach for a reason <laughs> and, club has this just proven to me why. I remember
0: I was watching you live and I always say I'm not a coach and I saw you say it and I was like oh my gosh where has she been all my life because I think when I was an entrepreneur so I've been an entrepreneur since I was 21 but at the beginning of my um I've got a very similar background to you I went to drama school and all of the things but at the beginning I wished there was someone who had been there and done that and bought the t-shirt and sometimes you know, it's, I can coach you to be a coach for the coaches and I've got a business and it's all about coaching and it's just a, all
1: a bit. And you in you're struggling in your business. So instead of working on your business, I'm going to teach as coach. I just don't, I just, I just don't buy into it in one not one ounce of me buys into it and i think and that's why I th- I, you know when people introduce me as a coach i'm like i am not a coach do not label me as a coach because actually instead of it being impactful which is what it should be it's it's like a dirty word it's a dirty word and and we i think a lot of coaches are so focused on I've made so much money this month and aren't I fabulous you should come and work with me because I've made this much money well it, I actually if you dig a little bit into their history of building businesses they haven't built anything all they're doing is making money from somebody who they're telling to then go make money from other people and unfortunately it's kind of like a bit of a pyramid scheme like people talk about network marketing I'm like I think you need to investigate the coaching industry I do like 100% so I'm like please don't tarnish me with that word um so yeah clubhouse is a little bit dangerous for that I think I think there's a lot of there is so much bs and and that's what I don't like I'm and and, and to be honest that's why I stay well clear of of kind of associating with those types of people not because they're bad people just because I don't want to be like caught up in the fold of Aren't I amazing? I've made 600 grand before I opened my eyes today. Yeah. And
0: I have to say, like, I went into some rooms with people who I've like followed for a while and, you know, find hugely inspirational and, have been a little bit let down, um, which is what I love and hate about Clubhouse both at the same time, because mm-hmm. like I jumped in loads of your rooms and I was like, oh my gosh, I love her even more than I thought I did. <laughs> but, um, you, there's no, like you cut out the crap straight away because people are getting questions and they're giving answers and they're having no time to think about it. So the true
1: person is coming through. Oh, 100%. Through. One hundred percent, and it's it's live, it's there, it's reactive, and it's you've got it. It's almost like being on the radio. I think it's keeps you on your toes. It's and that's good, but it's very it's it's jarring. It's really really jarring. So I tend to kind of stick to smaller rooms where I can have real conversation, and it's not like all about me and all about me and all about me. Because so I'm just like oh, whatever. Like, and I think being around celebrities on when I worked in television it 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 doesn't that celebrity influencer culture does not interest me one single bit so it's I I just it's icky it's Mm -hmm. it's icky if you use your fame just to you know willy wangle then it's not for me it's just you know if you're using your fame for good great if it's just to kind of showboat I'm not about that life Mm, yeah
0: totally and above anything I think Clubhouse is a massive time drain isn't it like an hour of your time can just whiz by
1: I mean I must have had 74 notifications while we've been talking about jumping into something and I'm like it's such a distraction as well and I think that's where people are jumping off the deep end is like oh I need to be in this room because you know I need to be pictured in a room with Gary V and it's like what kind of world are we living in what what are we doing why don't we just focus on growing our business
0: yeah so I always end my podcasts with the same three questions um so my first one is what is a book that you have read that you would recommend to our listeners
1: oh I'm reading Jordan Belfort's um Way of the Wolf I think it's called at the moment it's a brilliant book so he talks about a straight line system for sales and he is again he's he's a guy but you know sales and let's like you know sell things and do all kinds of naughty things as the wolf of Wall Street but actually the way he teaches people how to sell is very 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 effective. Um, so if you want to learn about sales way of the wolf is is really good I think another good book is um Go code Go code. I read it a long time ago and I remember it having a massive impact for me. And then I have another one, Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Slight Edge is really, really good. So basically it talks about, you know, those incremental steps that actually are the things that make the difference rather than us feeling like we have to accomplish 25,000 things today. Actually, it's not about that. It's moving the dial every single day. So they're three of my main. I, I like books. I'm a big book one.
0: me too I love it I love it and I haven't read those first two so I'm gonna check them out um number two who inspires
1: you lots of people inspire me so I have like you know celebrity people that inspire me you know I love Ellen DeGeneres I love the way she just is like yeah whatever you like me or don't that's fine Ashley Graham Again, a plus-size model. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's, yeah. like, sassy and fabulous and, like, no shes given. Um, and so I like people who are a little bit like, eh, whatever, you know, this is me and this is who I am. Um, and then there's lots of people in my community who really inspire me. So I think, you know, celebrities, yeah, great. But actually, it's the people on the ground doing the things, living, you know, the day-to-day and dealing with... Le- dealing with all of the pressures of the be- my son's ringing the doorbell <laughs> dealing with all of the pressures of deal you know being a, a person actually more than anything is they're the people that really inspire me that keep me motivated so I think there's lots of celebrities that I look at and say oh they're doing a really good job but the people that inspire me to keep going are the people within the community and I know that sounds really cheesy but it's true No, I love it. And
0: finally, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur?
1: Keep on going. No pity, no time for pity parties. And I think that's the, I I think being an entrepreneur can be really, really lonely. And I actually said to somebody yesterday the the bigger my influence, the lonelier I get. And I know that sounds really, really awful because I have a big following of amazing people. But what happens is you know you start to have to become slightly insular which is not which is not fun so I think you know my biggest tip is keep going get your head down you know understand that you're not the only person going through the things that you're going through reach out to the people that you love and you know for support Um, and if you don't have those people go out and find those people because those people will be there it's just kind of sifting through um yeah that would be my my parting words of wisdom. I love that
0: and before you go we need to mention um the thing that we have collaborated on which is so exciting so I filmed a collection for your new um scene membership are we calling it a membership?
1: Yeah it is yeah. I mean let's be real it's a membership. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and yeah that's why I spoke to your dad because um I had a few video issues and we had a chat um but yes tell people all about it and how they can get involved
1: so for me membership if I was going to do, I did a membership with my other company, and there were so many things about it I loved, there were some things I didn't love about it, and so when I, I knew that I was going to create a new membership, as soon as I left, I was like, well, I'm going to do this my way, and so I spent the last six months going back and forth on ideas and levels of support that I wanted to give for people and I wanted to make it super affordable so Seen actually is only £10 a month um, and for that they get all of you know the back end and all of the content and trainers that are going in and we've had some amazing offers from you know celebrities and massive lev- high-end coaches actually coaches that I like um and people that are doing stuff people that are kind of you know that I know are making an impact so that's 10 pounds a month and I I wanted it to be something that people weren't stressed about paying every single month because I think that's the thing is you know entrepreneurial life is expensive and it's at times not rewarding in any way shape or form and there are often periods of time where people aren't taking pay um so for me, that was number one priority. And also they get a call with me once a month. We have a group call, which is great fun. And we have, for me, especially at the moment, it's that community support. So it's not just about the training, it's about the support also. Um so I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about it. And we've had hundreds of people sign up, which is really exciting. <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 excited.
0: And I'm, you I'm, I'm you chuffed. Gotta learn how to be a tiktok sensation then
1: that is what my collection Charlie's like. gonna teach her how like I, Charlie I am so excited to actually watch your collection and put it into action because me and tiktok aren't friends like you know I'm not down with the kids at all not at all
0: I think it's a platform for you Leona because it's all about the drama the the singing I think the
1: fabulousness like <laughs> yeah. I need to get my like Sachet, Sachet, like you know musical theatre head on it's very rare that she comes out anymore because she has to be a serious CEO um, and I miss the kind of the creative outlet so Do maybe that's where it is out.
0: and also I'm imagining all five children were ones in the UK so you'll have to superimpose him but you know <laughs> they could almost be like your entourage
1: They could be. I'm sure my son would hate it. (laughs) He's like, he hates cameras just as much as his dad. So that would be his worst nightmare, but it'd be great fun. And my daughter, she's just as fabulous and outgoing as I am. She's so like over the top. And she did actually go to drama school for a while. And she did have an agent. You can tell. She's like, (laughs) darling. She she loves it.
0: (laughs) I love it. Before you go, Leona, tell everyone where they can find you if they want to follow you.
1: Oh my gosh, so all over social media, Mib International, we have a a Facebook group with 67.3 thousand women. Uh, We have a Facebook page, we have, I mean, we have eight Facebook pages, Mums in Business International searches. We have a website which is just under development. Oh my gosh, hasn't that given me a headache? Um, Yeah, just Google us. I mean, Instagram, wherever. I mean, we're all over. Do
0: it all. (laughs) I'll pop everything in the show notes too so that people can find you easily thank you so much Leona you have been amazing
1: thank you for having me I've loved it
0: you enjoyed that episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. If you're not a member of my Facebook group, then why not? Because I am always sharing hints and tips on how to create more sales in your business and grow and scale your business. If you love listening to my podcast and you want to work with me more, then please go to my website, www.theentrepreneursgrowthclub.co.uk and find out how we could work together. I would absolutely love to help you grow and scale your business and make more sales. I'll see you next time.